Welcome to The Queer Bean, a podcast about the art and business and joy and struggles of creating a queer media empire. I'm Alicia. And I'm Christina. And each episode, we're going to dive into the process of creating awesome content for awesome queers. So this week, we're talking about idea to script which means like how do you get the idea that's running around in your head your story idea from your brain actually onto the page christina right. where do you even get your ideas from oh i mean i feel like often i get my ideas while writing mass public transportation uh like sitting on a bus and people watching people watching in general i feel like for some reason, I'll just have my headphones in and then I start, I'll, I'll either see a strange person that spirals into a character and then it starts this whole what if scenario. But it's usually like a what if scenario type thing of like, well, what if, um, you know, the Yeti was a real creature and it's a whole alien race living in the Himalayas. And then it goes from there. That's not a real story. So you can take that, guys. That's a gem for Maybe. you. <laughs> Please don't make that movie. I mean, no, yes, make it, please. I'm not saying I'll watch it, but I would like for it to exist in the world. A queer Yeti, sorry. A queer Yeti. Branding. <laughs> stay to the brand. Yeah, yeah. How about you? What do you, how do you get your brilliant ideas? Because for everyone out there, Alicia has this talent of coming up with these precious log lines. Uh, out of what seems to be thin air for me, but I'm not sure. Where do they come from? Uh, thin air. That's <laughs> well, there you go, guys. And that was our yes. episode. Yep. Thank you. And thank you for coming. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, kind of, I, I, usually it starts with an emotion. Hmm. I'll just be feeling something and I'll just follow that emotion to where ever it leads me because I'll be like I'll, I'll feel something I'm like ooh, I want to explore that feeling who who oh, could cool. be feeling this um, right. who is she what is she doing um, that's the main way sometimes I might see something just out on the street and mm -hmm. I might be inspired by that but usually it's like a very internal internal thing and it come they come to me like all throughout the day there's no rhyme or reason right kind of like visions almost yeah sim similar to that I, I think um i'd say i have more ideas than i know what to do with probably <laughs> that's a good thing though <laughs> so i mean that's my favorite part actually of of writing is having that initial emotion and then just following that to who that person is that's experiencing it where they're trying to go, what they're trying to be, who else is in their life, and it's just building a world around them. Right. So See, I, I feel like I used to struggle with that. Um, most of my ideas um, for a long time were always autobiographical. Mm -hmm. uh, which I guess is still the case in a way. But a lot of weird shit happens to me, guys. <laughs> a lot of things that people will stop me and go, hey, you should write about that. And so I would. Um, the only issue is um, that in itself became tricky to write uh, because I feel like I would it would carry so much more weight because I was so close to it. And I'd be like, okay, so this is my story. So how do I tell my story and what are the 
like, do I just tell my whole life story? I'm like, no, that's too many things. What is the story? And trying to find the story within all of these things that happened to me uh, was somehow limiting in a way. And then over time, I feel like I became a better writer or it was easier to write from idea to then turning things into a script when I loosened up a bit and started just thinking about ideas that had nothing to do with me. Just kind of being creative for creative sake mm -hmm. and seeing how that would roll out. It, it like took away the pressure of trying to make this, you know, one true story that you're born to tell, if that makes any sense. I mean, I feel like every story idea I come up with is a one true story I was going to tell, <laughs> to be honest, because I well, feel good. like it's it's my perspective that makes it interesting to me. Hmm. And That's so anybody, <laughs> you know, there are no new stories, right? That's what right. they say. So yeah. there's nothing I can come up with that's gonna be new and oh my God, I've never seen that before. No, yeah. it's all usually the same thing. It's a person dealing with a complication, figuring out how to overcome it, right? So right. it's the perspective that I bring to it, I believe in my life experiences uh, that filter through this story. So it doesn't matter that it's not about me, it's always about me, huh. right? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's me, it's, my, it. it's right. me telling it. And usually I think as writers, when you explore a story, you're just trying to work through something that you're dealing with anyway. So it doesn't mm. even matter if like, okay, well, it's not a woman in her 30s trying right. to do A, B, and C. Maybe it's about um, a woman from an alien race, right. you know, like you yeah. said, a, or a, a Yeti. Um, yeah. <laughs> but whatever their complication right. is, it's just something spiritually that you are intrigued by or that you are trying to overcome yourself, maybe subconsciously. Who knows? Yeah. I think it all kind of works together. And I think over the years, my genre of storytelling is what have is what has changed. Hmm. Because initially, I, I tended to gear towards um, like romance, just straight up romance. Yeah, cute. And that's a product of my upbringing because right. my, I used to, you know, read my aunt's Harlequin romances <laughs> as a child. Love it. And like my mom's books, you know, the Sydney Sheldons and the Danielle Steele and all of that, you know, Joan Collins, all that really like soapy, right, over the top, juicy type of storytelling. So that's where I felt more comfortable when I started to write but as I've expanded the type of media that I consume and the genres that I consume I've started to have ideas in those different places yeah so yeah I mean I feel like that's true we're all influenced kind of by what we're watching too and what mm -hmm. we're I, I feel like when I'm more in um, I've watched a lot more well because it's everywhere these days like dystopian kind of sci-fi uh, type genres that I never used to write mm -hmm. ever and then I found myself in the last couple of years writing things like that um, I always thought that it was going to be too challenging to create these other worlds but it's actually just more fun which leads me to because I'm really curious what do you so when you get these brilliant ideas that you tell me about <laughs> how do you go about taking that and and taking a stab at a script I mean what are your steps to getting to like your first scene yeah well I do a lot of thinking first it, okay. it takes a, it takes a bit so first I'm just living with the character in my head 
and I want to feel what she feels and I want to I want to evaluate sort of where the emotion starts and what other emotions I want to experience while writing it which means Mm. what I want her to experience while living it you're like um, astral projecting, <laughs> basically, <laughs> is what I'm getting. I'm picturing you, like, standing in this room. There's candles everywhere. You just lay out. There's, like, a symbol drawn on the floor. You're like, to begin writing, <laughs> I ascend. And all of a sudden, Alicia comes out. No, sorry. <laughs> Go on. I well, just I love mean, this. <laughs> I do. I literally put myself in the place of the character because that's the only way I know how to write it. I have to be in that person's shoes and I have to feel what they're feeling. So like I said, I always come from a place of character. I always come from a place of emotion. And we've spoken about this before where I'm very keen on character development and uh, emotion and story. And plot is always been, has always been my nemesis. Right. Right. We have spoken about this. I just just want them to feel like this. I don't care how they get there. (laughs) Can't they just feel the whole scene? (laughs) It's just one scene. They're all sitting there talking. Can't just make a series of feelings? It doesn't. (laughs) Who needs to know how we got from point A to B to C and what's a midpoint and all that, you know? So. I generally, like I said, I just start with what I feel. And usually I do this kind of backwards. I start writing first um, Mm -hmm. before I can do any kind of outline, before I know where a story might end. I usually need to write the first scene. Now, whether it's a screenplay or whether it's something narrative uh, where I want to take a stab at the first chapter. And I do that because I have to see if the feeling that I have, which also translates to, translates to the tone of the project, if I can write that, and mm-hmm. does what I write match up to with what I feel? And huh. if it does, then I know that I'm I'm on the right on track. On the right path. Yeah, yeah I'm on yeah. the right path with the with the story. Wow. So, how do you do it? So different. <laughs> That's it's fascinating to hear what works behind the scenes. No. Um, it's weird to think about how I do it because it's almost like I don't know. Um, but if I analyze it, I guess. So I always write to music. Same. It's just what I right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's what I have to do. Like, I, well, I mean, to be fair, ninety-five percent of the times I have headphones in and I'm listening to something, and it's usually music. And so, I feel like I'll start listening to songs that go with the mood of whatever my story is and then as I'm listening to those songs I start just it's almost like I'm acting out the scenes in my head as the character and I just like I I see it and I picture dialogue and I'm very so I'm very dialogue driven I don't know if that's also because as an actor like that's my favorite part you know I'm always tackling like how am I gonna get through those witty lines and whatnot? And I like banter, I love banter. So I feel like when I start writing a script, the thing that I skimp on the most, which that I, you know, I always have to fix later, is my action, descriptions, setting. <laughs> like I totally write for me, for sure, of like, I get it, because it's in my brain. 
And uh, <laughs> so for anyone who ever has to read it, which, you know, has not been a lot of people before, uh, Alicia has joined this uh, beautiful partnership that now she has to get my scripts that are just like sometimes nothing, like room. That's not true. <laughs> but, right. Well, but anyways, there's that steps. That is an oversimplification. <laughs> right. There, in, it's just in my in my brain, I see so much of it and then it's almost like this impatience that I don't want to stop my flow of dialogue to actually write out exactly what I'm seeing. So I'm like, yeah, 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 we're getting there. Anyways, <laughs> back to this juicy moment where they're flirting. Ha <laughs> And like, I love it. And I'm lost in that little banter uh-huh. and have my soundtrack playing. And that's usually how I start to write. And then I go back and edit back and forth. But there's a lot of, I guess in a way I outline, but never, most of the times I don't outline on paper. It's really very like a weird free flow of images in my head. Like I, I can see how an episode or movie starts. Like I could just see the first shots or sometimes if anything, I'll write out of order and I'll write a scene that's more in, like that I know will happen. That's more interesting to me now and work backwards. Cause sometimes beginnings, I don't know how you feel about this, but intros, I mean, I've warmed up to them now, but I hated them for so long. I hated beginning a script, especially if I was trying to write a feature or something that's really daunting. I always want to get to the meat of the conflict. Mm -hmm. I like the scene where I'm like, okay, there's this argument or there's this big moment or there's this like, you know, romantic moment or, and the intros are always where I'm like, ugh, because you got to remember all these, these little details. Like for instance, you know, I, I never think about the fact that um, you know, a lot of times you'll watch a show and in the first episode, they are sure to almost right away say the names of the characters out loud in some form of dialogue right. because we don't know these people. Right. And I will always forget that at some point and be like, I have not said the name of this person that they are talking to till like page five or something. I'm like, they've been on the screen nobody knows who that is and it's and because it seems unnatural to me because you know usually if you're talking to your friends you don't for every go like hey Derek pass me that you know potato like I don't know it's like, I don't know what scene that was Thanksgiving no um but usually like intros are daunting to me because I, I feel like I have to think of all these ways of setting things up without too obviously setting it up it's like this craft of like not giving too much exposition but also making sure that the audience knows what the fuck is happening. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I love intros. <laughs> yeah, okay, see, we're the best partners because we're literally the yin and yang of writing. I love this. Yeah, I love intros because, I don't know, that's just, that's where that's where it all starts, it right? Is, that's yeah. like the seed of of the entire project for me. And that's where my interest is highest. Mm. So for me, the intro is where I thrive, and it's getting to the end is where, <laughs> so, where I struggle. Why you know? love ends? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's really important to me not to think the story all the way through, because mm. really I, I'm telling these stories to myself. Right. Right. So, so you want to organically get there. The problem is, if I get there too soon, I have satisfied my desire to know it, <gasps> and you get bored. And I get bored. <laughs> right? I'm like, story. oh, I know how it ends. Like, cool. 
that's so crazy to think about. Yeah, it's I like, guess that makes oh, sense. I'm satisfied now. I don't need I don't need the story to exist in the world anymore. I <laughs> You're like delete. <laughs> We're like no, that was beautiful. <laughs> it's fine. But I love um, I love writing the action, um, and I I enjoy writing dialogue as well. But I'm very minimalist when it comes to my writing style. So I like to inspire the imagination, if you will. I don't want to write it all out on the page. Um, I just want to give enough that it plucks at something in in the reader. And I want to give enough that it plucks at something in the director and in the actor. Because I just really believe that writing screenplays specifically in filmmaking is such a collaborative endeavor that while yes as a writer it is it is my vision initially but it only becomes it only reaches its full potential when everyone can be a part of that vision and add you know their own spin on whatever my words are so it's really interesting to me to be able to how can i you know how can i construct a scene so that one the emotion comes through two if i'm not directing it how can i construct it so that whoever is directing it can see what i want them to see Hmm. right so it might not be exact but if it's inspired by what my intentions were then it will you know it will reach its conclusion appropriately yeah well i mean I don't, I'm pretty sure everyone's faced this before. Maybe you haven't though, but where you, you're trying to write, you know, you have this great story that you're in love with telling, but every time, every attempt at the draft is just not clicking. Uh, what, what are some things that you do if on the page it's just not coming together to get back to the story? To, to try to really, because I feel like there's sometimes that I, do, I love my concept, but I can't, every I'll go through a bunch of drafts, but every draft is almost completely different too. It's almost like I can't land on how to tell it. What are, do you have some things you like to go back to or do to kind of break your story better? So for me, if I'm getting stuck, um, yeah. I know a lot of people like to jump forward in the story and write what is most interesting to them, something that they already know and they can get that out quickly. That is a skill that I'm only recently acquiring (laughs) because as I stated, I'm such an emotion-based writer that I feel like if I don't get the emotion right, which is to say it doesn't feel true, Mm-hmm. then it's difficult for me to know what the next step is in that person's journey. So I feel like the next thing I'm writing is going to be false. Now, mm. that's not true, but right. <laughs> that's something that I've recently started to learn. And so like you mentioned before about jumping to another part of the story, I'll yeah. do that, you know, and I'll try to sort of, you know, does this feel right? If yes, then how do I get the first part that I'm struggling with to match it? I don't generally have issues with, um, with dialogue and skipping around with dialogue. That's easy for me because I'll write the dialogue and if I can't get what they say exactly, I'll be like, 
go open the door you know whatever the basic thing yeah, is yeah 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 <laughs> whatever and then you can edit from basic. there exactly yeah. exactly yeah. as long as you I get, get the point across what I mean right <laughs> right yeah it's not necessarily yeah. what they're gonna say yet right. but I write down what I mean and I've learned to sort of do that with action as well right I'll write yeah. down I'll just write the emotion out yeah. and then go to the next part and then come back um, sometimes if I'm really struggling with something, I do have um, a friend that I go to and I run all my stories by. Generally, I run them by him from idea because I'm like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think of it? And, you know, he he you know, our entire friendship is based off of the fact that we both love reading uh, fanfic and <laughs> it's the best uh, friendship to have. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I write fanfic as well. So a lot of times we start talking about just fanfic ideas I have. Um, and so I'll send him like, hey, I have this new, you know, screenplay idea. What do you think about it? And he'll take off because he loves nice. talking about story and coming up with ideas. And we'll sort of collaborate at the beginning of the idea and I'll see what he thinks about it. And that will oftentimes inspire me. So at a later point in the story, if I feel stuck, I, I'll take it to him and I'll be like, listen, this is my struggle. What do you think of this? What, yeah. what do you think is wrong here? What, what is connecting? Why doesn't it make sense? And because we understand each other, as far as how we understand story, that works right. really well for me. Yeah, and I mean, that's a great point too, because I feel like getting feedback off of a project, uh, especially trusted feedback, you know, someone that you know, because you know, we're all very vulnerable <laughs> artists at heart. <laughs> and so it's good if you have a friend or someone that you can either share your ideas or who is also a writer or uh, that you just trust their opinion, who can give you good uh, constructive feedback. Uh, because a lot of times, I know when I get stuck, um, I get into this chain of second guessing myself where am I stuck or is it doubt? You know, it's mm. this like, it's this whole struggle of like, I'll have something on the page, I'll read it, and then I'm like, yeah, but is that the way this story should unfold? And then the doubt starts, and a good way to get rid of that is to share your work with other people because you can see if it's hitting, if it's not, and if it is, then there goes your confidence, it boosts right up, and you're like, yeah, okay, okay, it's making sense, but the only thing that doesn't make sense to them is A, B, and C, and then you could start, you know, it, it's easier to find your your uh, potholes or plot holes, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I couldn't help myself, <laughs> um, and then that way uh, you can go from there, um, but I, I mean, I feel like I've known many uh, writing duos throughout my life um, people in film school who had like a part I've always been really jealous of this concept I mean until now because haha <laughs> met Alicia but um, before that I always used to be like well I don't have someone that I know you know I didn't really have friends who were into storytelling or in in the film world or just writers in general I mean if they would give me feedback, it was very like, good, <laughs> you know, that's really cool. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> or I don't get it. <laughs> Those are the only two <laughs> options. <laughs> there was nothing in between. So, um, so I always kind of envied that. But again, if you're that person who's out there and you're a writer and you feel like you don't have anyone to share or collaborate with, uh, do what I did, uh, go to an event 
like Clexicon or just any other kind of event where you feel like you might meet like-minded people. I mean, we met not just in Clexicon, but in the Creator Lab, which was a, a, a whole workshop geared towards creators. So if you know that you're a writer, maybe go to some kind of local uh, writing event or workshop and you know talk to people, meet people, and you that's a great way to start gathering the people in your life who will be there for you for feedback. Um, because it's easy to just say like, well, I have nobody. Uh, if that you keep isolating dire. yourself. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm sure you have someone. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. But I just feel like for that, for writing feedback, I just, yes, we all have someone. <laughs> you, you, hey, you know what? You can have us. Um, honestly, you if uh, your creator's out with an idea and you want to reach out to either me or Alicia, please feel free to do that as well. We always give out uh, our social info at the end of these, so feel free to like just ask us some questions. I mean, send a script. Who knows? I, we can at least give you more than it's cool or I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I want to jump back to idea generation uh, for a moment. I, I want to mention this podcast called On the Page, and it's done by a woman. Her name is Pilar Alessandra, and you can find you can find her website online. She's a screenwriting consultant, um, and generally amazing. I really love her podcast, and I love what she offers as far as nice. courses. And I've taken a few of her courses and things like that. Um, but one, and she also has a book called The Coffee Break Screenwriter. I will put all of these things in the show notes because yes. I think these things are very valuable. And one of the most valuable things that I learned from her as far as idea generation was to start with what if. So sometimes mm -hmm. when I feel like I just want to write something and there's nothing, you know, I haven't been especially inspired to do so. I just right. feel the need to write um, yeah. or the need to come up with a bunch of ideas. And I will just sit down for maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, and just start with what if. What if this type of person found themselves in this situation? As simple yeah. as that. And just write a bunch of them out, just free write like that. And you just don't know what you might come up stumble with. upon yeah, yeah yeah i mean sometimes I've, I've done that on the bus and i've come up with some some great ideas just during my bus ride home she has texted me this is not even a lie <laughs> she has texted <laughs> me some golden ideas from the bus i'm telling you guys ride more public transport ride public transportation <laughs> it frees your brain up and your to hands. do other things <laughs> and your hands to write these things yeah to write these these things down i know for me if i have a good idea i never forget it like, yeah, I might like put it to the side for a bit, but it will it will come back to me um, maybe a week or a month later, and I'm like, oh right, that's right, this idea that I had, maybe I want to pursue that now. I also think it's important to know your strengths and your weaknesses as a writer. For instance, yes. I know my weakness is plotting, um, mm -hmm. and it's great that Christina's strength is <laughs> is plotting. Um, <laughs> when she sent the first outline of season one of Out in Love, my mind was blown. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she has like 12 episodes already <laughs> plotted out. How did she do it? It's magic. And they were, the, the, the episode blog lines were written yeah. so well and Aww. so clearly I was like oh this is amazing you know of course you know things change as you go forward right yeah I think the majority of that outline is 
right. no it longer visible. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I also tend to write outlines as if I'm writing an hour episode. <laughs> I always have these like really intricate, like fully network television <laughs> budget outlines in my brain. So do you get scared by your stories? Can we talk about that? Like when you have big ideas mm. and maybe you just have this, you know, you just have the kernel of an idea and as you start to think about it, you realize that it's actually massive. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> that is the story of my life for every idea and my personal life. Oh, no. <laughs> Where I'm like, wow, this is a big undertaking. Right? Can I do this? Have you, yeah. have you figured out how to combat that fear before you've even like it's one thing you're like oh I'm writing this story and it's complicated and I can't figure out how to put all these different right. pieces together versus ooh this is huge am I a good enough writer for this <laughs> like should I can I tackle this idea like what do you do to get yourself from that initial place of fear to right. actually start the writing I feel like um so with every story I come up with, I, I always have the struggle that most people do of money, you know, budget. Am I writing like an epic uh, thing that I can't, can I do this within my means or can I break the story in the parameters that I'm supposed to break it in? I mean, for instance, right now, Out in Love is to be a web series. And I think we decided on 10 minute episodes and a 10 episode uh, season arc, right? Yes. And I say these things with quite with a lot of confidence <laughs> when I'm talking to a stranger, and then when I'm sitting in front of the computer, and I'm like, okay, here we go, <laughs> ten minute episodes that tell all these things that I want to get to. And I think the thing about plot is, while I love it, I also get carried away with it because I love it. Um, and there's all these stories that I want to tell all these episodes and I'm like oh my god it'd be great and then this happens and and then the issue is yeah if you're especially if you're working with a small amount of time which it's you know because everyone thinks about writing a feature as a big undertaking but writing small is a big undertaking too because how do you know what's important enough to make it in there mm. and is it entertaining enough can I make 10 episodes like 10 minute episodes entertaining enough if it's gonna be a lot of dialogue because I can't afford, you know, crazy locations and whatnot. And I, I think the only way to talk yourself out of the fear is to care about your project, care about the story you're trying to tell. And for each thing you're, each for me it's episodes, but for the story you're gonna write, get down to the heart of it. Because we can always throw in bells and whistles to make something seem entertaining, but what is the story, you know? Knowing what it is that you're trying to say uh, or show or convey is I feel like the way to get over the fear is always to know like well this is something I want to tell and this is what I want to tell and at the root of it this is what's going on and you can make a beautiful great entertaining funny dramatic story without a, a lot of complications if you actually just know what it is you're trying to say yeah that's really important why why are you writing it yeah. in the first place, basically? Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of times will run right into your theme. So right. <laughs> it, it, it all it all works together like magic. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, why do you want to tell this story in particular? What are you trying to say about the world? Because even if it's a small story, you're still trying to say something about yeah. the world at the end of the day. So what is it about that particular story that you want to share? How has it impacted you? How do you want it to impact somebody else? Just get small would be yeah. my advice. And that's what I try to tell myself. Just get mm-hmm. as small as possible. Keep it as simple as possible. And then you can add on to it. You can add on to it later. But just, you know, hey, what is the first sentence? Right? Yeah. You can start as simply as that. What is the first sentence? There you go. You, you've taken the first step. You know, maybe the next day you will write four more sentences or right. you know a bit of dialogue so just try to break it down into the tiniest the tiniest pieces possible um this is more difficult for me the the, the fear of big stories with narrative fiction i don't know do you write narrative fiction or do yeah. you stick strictly to screenplays no i've i've tried to very few times honestly i it always seems too overwhelming mm-hmm. <laughs> uh just because, again, since dialogue is kind of my crutch, I like screenplays because a lot of it can be dialogue. Right. If you bought my book, it would just be a screenplay in a book, I feel. I mean, I like to describe things. I love using metaphor. I There's a lot of elements of narrative that I really like, um, but at the end of the day, it's just not my strength in writing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember some feedback I received in film school was that wait was it in film school i don't recall it was somewhere where <laughs> the bus no it was the bus <laughs> um i think it was in film school though where my screenwriting teacher said that my uh, descriptions were too um narrative yeah, like you know, wordy and like they were beautiful. too wordy. <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was a little it was too much for yeah. <laughs> yeah. for for a screenplay because you know for me writing is you know it's an it's a it's art it's an expression of you know yeah. my of my art so and i love constructing words in an artistic manner and that's neither the right way nor the wrong way because I have read screenplays I have read the screenplays of some big you know television shows and big um films where the writing is very straightforward yeah right I wouldn't I wouldn't call it artistic and and I don't mean that as a dig I just no but I get it it's just very straightforward you know these are what these people are doing and this is the action and this is the dialogue and so on and so forth and they're great movies and they're great tv shows and then i've seen other screenplays that are like my goodness this is this is like a piece of art yeah just (laughs) just just the action descriptions (laughs) it is a piece of art you know and so i have had myself tried to find the balance sort of between those two things but with narrative uh fiction specifically my ideas tend to be very Game of Thronesy, <laughs> nice. you know, even though Epic. it's not it's not any type of Game of Thrones, you know, dragons or anything like that. But they do tend to be epic, and I have the freedom of not needing a budget in order to nice. write it. 
you know imagination <laughs> but huh. the, the bigger the idea the bigger the fear oh yeah right? so then it becomes the same thing of just tackling the smallest bit that I can in order to move myself forward. forward yeah just a little bit at a time nice so something I wanted to mention too is um you know we we talk a lot about screenwriting and all these projects but I feel like often if you look up screenwriting software you might you know if you don't have any already or didn't go to film school and get some kind of wonderful student discount you might be daunted by the fact that some of these programs are kind of expensive um I actually discovered this little website called rawscripts.com and it's by no means the best uh, screenwriting option. I mean, I feel a final draft and softwares like that will give you a lot more um, detailed help. There's a few functions raw scripts isn't so great at, um, like trying to do simultaneous dialogue. But for the most part, if you're just trying to get started and get some scripts out, rawscripts.com is free. Uh, you have an account and it lets you keep it uh, I don't even know what the limit is because I haven't reached it, <laughs> but I know I have a lot of uh, screenplays on there. But uh, you basically it has like uh, a main menu file folder of all of your projects that you start, and you're able to kind of have them organized and uh, it's time stamped uh, by date and when you last worked on them, and you're able to write script notes in it. But uh, I feel like it's convenient because you can download your scripts immediately to PDF format. You can send them and share them. It just it does anything a software would do, but it's absolutely free. So I recommend looking into it if you just want to kind of dabble into this world of screenwriting and aren't sure if you want to invest all your money in it, but don't want to make a script on a Word doc because you shouldn't. <laughs> That'll be messy. <laughs> I've never attempted a script on a Word doc. And <laughs> I mean, I did in high school. <laughs> well, you know, fair, fair. Um, I would say do not buy Final Draft. It's really expensive. So expensive. It's really clunky. It costs like a million dollars. Um, <laughs> Look it up. It's literally one million dollars. I mean, and they, they're like, it's the industry standard, whatever. Most... Um, legitimate screenwriting software will export to final draft so yeah. you don't really need to worry about that there um, are raw scripts does as well by the way there you go <laughs> letting you know <laughs> i've never used raw scripts check that out for sure i know back in the day i used to back in the day like i'm super old um <laughs> but i used to use uh, celtics which i know was free at that time it might still be free but there are a ton of free screenwriting softwares out there yeah. You can just you know do some do some research and see what what free options are available to you, uh, if and when you're ready to purchase um, something, which I do recommend. If at some point you want to get uh, serious about your screenwriting, I'd say you don't have to have all the money upfront. You know, start putting aside a few dollars a month, and then in no time you'll have what it what it what it what. what, what <laughs> um, sorry um that's the alicia bot that we have and she's experiencing some glitches she's experiencing some malfunctions um 
it's it's late but i could use some coffee (laughs) so yeah you know save up a little bit of money and invest in yourself if you want to write professionally or if you just want to start truly engaging with screenwriting i feel like you should put some money aside and buy actual software um right now i use fade in which i really love it does everything final draft does and better and it's eighty dollars which isn't too bad it's a fraction of the cost it really is um there's a bunch of other stuff out there like slugline is a great one highland is a great one there are scrivener if you're really like complicated things then go for scrivener (laughs) i tried it it was too much for me i'm like i just want to write a screenplay and scrivener (laughs) is great for many things some people swear by it but i get lost in that software so I'd say do your research. There's no wrong or right software that you can buy. The right software is the one you actually use to write a script. Yep. Right. So it really and what feels comfortable. Matter. Yeah. What's gonna get you writing? What's yeah. gonna help you write? That yep. that's it. Whether it's a free software, whether it's um, something you paid for, the most important thing is actually writing the script. Now, once you actually start doing business with people and you want to take your career to the next level, yes, you will need to buy um, software. software, legitimate yeah. screenwriting software. So just keep that in mind. What about? I think we should talk about resources as far as let's say you have an idea you've never written a screenplay you you didn't go to film school you just love watching television you love watching films and you want to give it a shot but you don't know what are the mechanics of screenwriting because it's not just like you know you sit down and you write and suddenly you have a 90 page yeah. script and it all makes sense <laughs> you know or an hour-long drama or a 30 minute comedy or what have you right true yeah do you have any resources that you use the <laughs> face christina just gave me <laughs> well i wish i could <laughs> take a picture of it just <laughs> we'll just see. tell your truth just tell your truth well see i've um I had a screenwriting class in film school. (laughs) That taught me most of everything I needed to know. Um, And then since then, it's been um, a lot of people correcting me. (laughs) Humans telling me, oh, hey, so by the way, um, you should never do this in a script. (laughs) And then I'll be like, oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. Cool, which uh, tags back to feedback, see? Uh Um, But I know, uh, Alicia, you've mentioned a few books uh that i have not read yet that was a nice segue (laughs) right (laughs) probably should yet take the pressure off of me (laughs) um i will say screenwriting screenwriting class like screenwriting 101 i don't know if this is still true but one of the main books is the screenwriter's bible get that take a look at it it's going to take you from a to z um, there's also, gosh, what is it called? Sid Meier's The Screen... I don't know. Look up Sid Meier. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I remember that name. You Sid just, like, channeled Field. something. Still That's spent. what it is. Sid Meier's Field. is the cookie lady. Yes. <laughs> Sid Field. That's sort of the 
even though the other one is called the screenwriter's bible yeah sid field kind of actually is the bible mm. of of screenwriting and where a lot of people start take a look right. at those there are a million books out there on yeah. how to write a screenplay um i already mentioned the coffee break screenwriter i love 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 that book and one of the reasons why i love it is because it breaks down screenwriting in small chunks you know 10 minute um bites that you can do during a coffee break right so Ah, it all connects (laughs) so you can just do these exercises and by the end of it you'll have a screenplay um i really love that recently i've been looking through this one called 90 days to your screenplay um Mm. I don't remember the author, but I will put I'll put a bunch of resources in the show notes for different books like that you can look at. Uh, let me be clear and say that I have never finished any screenwriting book that I've ever started to read, <laughs> like not ever. And I usually skim through them and I just pick out the things that I like because yeah. everybody's method isn't for you. So True. read a lot of stuff, pick out what works for you, throw the rest away. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. And you have to find whatever works for you and what's going to get you to actually get the words on the page. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I I feel like it's a good resource in general for, again, if you've never um, written a screenplay, um, to g- these books will give you some insight on, you know, how to format it. Yes, the software will do it, but it's, it's always good to go in knowing what a parenthetical is or when you should use it. In general, I think a good uh, and story structure. Is to, yeah, true. Um, I think if you read screenplays, that's yes. another good resource. Read other work that's already out there that you already like. See how it's written. Um, there's a web. Oh, let me take a beat right here. Yeah. So, I recently read this book, some of it called <laughs> Story Maps. Um, and it's basically breaking down how to write a pilot. Oh, and great. it's amazing. I highly recommend it if you are into television writing, web series writing, take a look at this book because the way the author breaks down what, are, what exists in a successful pilot really, I don't know, it just really worked for me because once I read the breakdown that he did, and then I went and watched a show that I enjoy and looked at their pilot, then I was able to pick out everything that he said would be in a great pilot, it was there. Oh, nice. And yeah. so it was really easy for me to read what he said and then see the what it actually turned it out to like, be yeah, on yeah, screen, yeah. what it looks like, and figure out how I can apply that um, in my own writing. Because sometimes, you know, there are different kinds of learners. Sometimes you're a visual learner. And right. for me, it helped to be able to read it and then actually see it in action. Nice. So is there anything else that we should go over as far as getting it from idea to the page? Um, I feel like in the same vein of um, visual learners of seeing things, just watch your favorite episodes or your favorite movies or your favorite short films and try to imagine, you know, like the structure that they took to write that or like see how they open it. How did the scene start? How did they get this going? Because sometimes it's, if you're having trouble, you have the story and you don't know how to go about it, it helps to see how your favorite 
movies did it or your favorite shows because it gives you an idea of like okay well and they started this just simply by showing us where this person lives and then they went from there and showed us um the uh most important character you're going to meet you know the person they fall in love with and they show us that after the first five minutes you know you start seeing the way that a lot of narratives have things in common that work that work for a reason and mm-hmm. once you notice those trends it's easier to do that in your own work or you can also say fuck it break all the rules and see where that takes you well but also you need to know the rules first exactly before you can break them so that's As important. every math professor ever told me <laughs> ever i, I do want to mention um the hero's journey by joseph gamble i think that's really important uh to read if you're a big star wars fan which i am not but no shade to Star Wars, no it's fine. But um, I, I was I was never like a huge Star Wars person. However, Joseph Campbell is really responsible for the narrative structure of Star Wars and really laying out in modern times what the hero's journey is. Nice. And if you just Google the hero's journey, that's really all you need to know, honestly, about writing a story it's the same journey that every story has had from the beginning of time until you know when when some new version of humans take over the planet yeah. so i, I highly <laughs> recommend a just, totally different journey <laughs> just researching what the hero's journey is and start there that's probably the the easiest place i'd say nice anything else you want to add before we sign off um no i would say uh just the most important thing is to to try you know just write. right just right yeah even if if you don't know where it's going sometimes it the more you write the better you get and that's something that has stuck with me especially in the last few years when I've been writing more just how much it's be, how easier it becomes writing to, is a muscle yeah exactly you you just you keep doing it so often that you're like oh yeah and suddenly the ideas flow more and it's not that you're suddenly more creative it's just you practice like any other art form you have to practice yeah so build up your writing muscle and flex on them hoes right is that <laughs> there you go <laughs> and, is that... And that is the quote of the day <laughs> i think right we can there. end there <laughs> i think so there's not much i can say after that flex uh, on them hoes <laughs> So I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, Christina, where can they find you? Um, you can find me uh, on all social media under at Christina with a K, Pupo, P-U-P-O. And uh, you can find me at Elishia the Great, E-L-I-S-H-I-A. Everywhere you look on social media, that's also the website and where this podcast lives. Give us a shout out on Twitter. Give us a shout out on Instagram. You know, tell us how much you love us, like the podcast, leave a review, all the things. We'll love you forever if you do it. (laughs) All right, guys, see you next week. Bye. Bye.